The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, we're back with part two of what should be on your blueprints when you get ready to put this out to uh, contractors to get a pricing and to get that kind of stuff, turn it into the building department. So here we go with part two. If you missed it, go back, watch part one. Uh, we were talking foundations and notes and basic layouts and stuff like that. So that will lead into this one. So let's go ahead and start up with the, uh, the foundation. There we go. Yep. So that's where we are so right now. So one of the points we didn't talk about on the foundation plan is if you're doing a, an addition to your home, that foundation plan would typically have hollow white boxes for your existing foundation. The new foundation would be grayed out or have shadowing to it. But what's really key there is showing where the new foundation meets the old foundation and how do we address the connection, <laughs> yeah. which is usually number five rebar drilled in at a 15 degree up angled epoxied so that when they're poured together, you can't get slippage. It's locked. Right. So yeah, that should be called out. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to have a leak. Oh, yeah, All exactly. Right. So let's go with so uh, the next, next page you're looking for. Noted floor plans. Make sure you subscribe and uh, dingle on that bell real quick there, too. There you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry. Sir. I, I, I stepped right over yes. your intro. <laughs> Minor housekeeping, as Sonar said. We're so professional. Ain't we, though? <laughs> yes. All right. So the noted floor plant. Now, one thing that this is kind of a me thing, because this one thing was how I was taught to draw. The other thing is, is so much easier out in the field. So we have a noted floor plan. So on the noted floor plan, we're going to start with the location of all the new walls. Can you which zoom would in be... on that? Pardon? I just wanted them to zoom in. There we go. Okay. Oh, there you go. Continue, sir. Sorry to interrupt. So all of your existing walls. So I know you guys, you know, on watching this podcast can't really read those little schedules in the bottom. But there on the bottom left, that is a wall schedule. So that wall schedule is saying that these dark ones are new. If it was a solid white wall, it's existing and so on. That tells you whether it's new or existing or to be rebuilt or torn down, whatever. So that's going to show the new walls. It'll have a schedule showing those different wall patterns. The locations of your windows and doors should be on that plan. And those where those little circles are on the drawing, uh -huh. those are the numbers indicating that particular window. Oh, okay. So then you go to the window schedule and you can see that that window is maybe a two foot by four foot casement, you know, with what type of glass, what the finish, the manufacturer, everything should be numbered so that you have, everybody bids the same windows. Right. If you send out a set of drawings without a window and door schedule, I can go to a box store and I can get you a front door for $29, right? <laughs> well, yeah. it's not what's in your mind's eye. No. No, that's what you want what everybody to see. I wanted that big mahogany door. door that was, yeah, those are 20000 but I got the job <laughs> because I only bid the $29 door. Well, that's what and change the same thing happens with windows. Yeah. Did you want Anderson? Did you want Pella? Did you want Herd? Did you want vinyl so-called replacement windows we yep. just happened to nail to your wall? That needs to be in that schedule. Without it, you don't know. So to me, that's a really big issue. Uh it's also a page that shows section lines that run through there. So if you notice all the room names are on there, mm -hmm. 
not a lot of crazy stuff. You can see the cabinets, you can see the door swings, you can see the sizes. But that's where I would also call out, is the room getting carpet or tile? Is it getting, you know, anything special? The boxes you see inside each of the rooms are actually in the ceilings. It won't show on online, but those are all dash lines. Why? Because they're above four feet. As we learned so in the last would, episode. Yes. So those would be pans built into the ceiling. And this house happens to have a truss roof. So those are actually built into the trusses. So without putting those little rectangles and squares, you get flat ceilings. Uh-huh. Put those in there and call out the elevation difference. And then now you, you get pans built into the trusses. Yeah. So that's why you want to see all that stuff right on there on that plan. So that's a good place too. your floor finishes could be shown, right? So when we do little details, we call it paint. Mm -hmm. Paint is just things that are computer generated. It can look like tile. It can look like carpet. It can look like hardwood. And you just do a small section in each room. And it's really important to do that because you're not only telling them what's going on the floor in those rooms, but you're telling them which direction to run it. Okay, right. So if it's because if I paint it in north, south, or east, west, yep. Oh, but I wanted it on a diagonal. <laughs> okay, uh -huh. diagonal is forty percent upcharge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. So if you put that paint in there at a forty-five degree angle, then your bid's going to be accurate. They know you wanted it at a forty-five. So yep. don't just let somebody hand you a set of drawings and say, "Oh yeah, these are good. You're good to go." Mm -hmm. That's why we never did competitive bid. I know you don't either, Ron. Nope. Because somebody hands me a set of drawings like that, I flip through them and I go, no, thanks. Yep. I'm going to be too high because I have no clue what you want. Right. Or you're going to so, be loaded with allowances. Yeah. And, and, and the other guys aren't going to do them, that. Yeah. It's just too hard to play at all. Yep. Okay. So the next set of plans is the dimension plan. Now, yeah, the, reason why, the reason why I like having as the floor plan and the dimension plan separate is now I can read all the dimensions. Yep. Wait, there you go. That's a dimension plan there. Yep. So I can read all those. I don't have notes. I don't have, you know, floor, you know, all these floor symbols. I don't have Electrical. all my bathroom fixtures. Yeah, I don't have anything interrupting all of it. It's just very easy to read my dimension plan. My dimension plan is going to show me centers of the windows. Right. Right. So you have what they call string dimensions. String dimensions are where you take a wall, let's say it's 12 feet long, and I break it into three. I'm going to have a string dimension of four foot, four foot, four foot. Right. But I still, beyond that, must have an overall dimension of 12 foot. Right. And you can see and that you down wanna... this side here. Because you got the garage mm -hmm. doors, windows. There's lots of stuff going on down that wall. Very easy Absolutely. So years ago, they didn't do that. Years ago, it was all on the floor plan. Mm -hmm. They put the notes, all that, and the dimensions. But that's back when it was hand-drawn, and, you know, it was labor-intensive to create another page. Now it's all CAD. Everything's right. computer-aid design. You can turn a layer on or off when you go to print them or save them. So to me, you, for the drafts person, it's super easy to do it all on one page. They just turn off layers when you go to print them, right? So you want those individual pages. So then I can see everything. The room names should be displayed so that you still have that consistency. Okay. But that's it. You don't need notes. Yeah. I want to be able to go out to the job, grab the dimension page, and do my layouts. Right. Now, what's key, and there's that note box on there, it states that 
all the exterior dimensions include five eighths for stucco. Okay. So if going block to block, I still need to add an inch and a quarter to the overall dimension, you know, subtract five eighths. That's kind of a problem because the guys still want to pull block to block. <laughs> it's how you set up your walls when you do the, the programs. Right. But my interior dimensions in a room are always drywall to drywall. Finish. Yes. So now this gets a little dicey too, because when we went to the floor plan and we showed our walls in that wall schedule, it would say a two by four wall. So if it was wood framed, it would be three and a half plus dry half inch on each side. That's a four and a half inch wall. Mm -hmm. Easy math. But I frame with metal studs. Well, they're three and five eighths. <laughs> so now half inch drywall on each side, I'm at four and five eighths. Uh -huh. It's only eighth inch difference in your room. So your room's not going to be 12 foot. Your room's going to be 11 foot, seven and three quarter. Right. Because two walls, right? Sure. Problem is if I go through six walls, you know, six rooms. Uh-huh. By the time I get over there, that room's an inch and a quarter smaller. <laughs> so it's yep. important to call them out so that people know where the window centers need to be and so on. And then, yes, there is some adjustment always necessary, but it's why it's important to call out what you're, what you're using, whether right. it's wood, metal, and so on. Yeah, you can draw anything. It's a matter of being able to build it. That, that's that's where really what it boils down to. I've been trying, you know, I'm not an architect, <laughs> but I've been trying to explain that to a few of them for a number of years. <laughs> you know, the fact that it works on paper doesn't necessarily mean I can build it. <laughs> That's right. But it's pretty amazing what we can pull off, though. You yeah. know, it's just sometimes it takes creativity. Right, exactly. Okay. So your dimension plan is there. It shows all your dimensions for overall for everything where you're trying to go with this, right? right. It doesn't mean it'll be perfect. I mean, you do got to fudge some stuff. That always happens. But you definitely want to get something solid. Bathrooms in particular, because... Five foot tubs go in five foot spaces, right? Yeah. But if I'm building a, a free form shower, if it ends up four eleven, nobody really cares, right? Right. But a five foot tub is only going to fit in a five foot space, so right. there are certain numbers that are critical, rigid, right? It's critical. Yep. So, all, all right. right. Next so up. our next page is going to be our mechanical plans. There you go. That's my favorite one right there. That's yes. where I get to play. Yeah. So the mechanical plan, and again, I've seen drawings where they put all of this, the floor plan, mechanical, and dimensions on one single page. Yes. Yes. The worst things in the world to work with. Yes. Because you can't read half the dimensions. You can't see where, you know, all your snap lines are from, you know, from fixture to fixture to switch or whatever. I can't read a dimension because there's a stupid ceiling fan over it. Right. You know, so that's why it's like, again, because it's all CAD generated now, there's no reason not to make multiple pages. Well, the, the good part is they'll print that out on an 8.5 by 11 when it should be on 24 by 24. So now you can't see anything. It's just a blob. And they go, here, can you mm -hmm. give me a price for this? Uh, no. <laughs> Send me the PDF, yeah. please. I'll have I do. Most out all the drawings that I do are all 24 by 36 for my clients. Uh -huh. um, yes, I can do them on 8.5 by 11. I can print it out for you, but you're exactly correct. You can't read any of that nope. little stuff in those boxes. Nope. You know, but in those boxes, so I'm showing on that plan where my lighting's going to be, where my switches are going to be, yep. whether I have a fan. Because right a fan is. requires a fan box, which is rated for a minimum of 75 pounds. It's not the same as putting in a ceiling box that is only rated for 20 pounds. Right. So without showing a fan symbol, you're going to get the wrong box. You're going to hang your fan. Things start falling down. No yeah. bueno. If, if you're an electrical right, go contractor speak in Spanish again. Uh, being a dick, yeah. <laughs>
you know, Norm, we just put them all in. If it's a ceiling fixture, it's getting a fan box. That's just the way it is. I don't care. Well, a lot of times that's what you can do, but it just depends on what, you know, now you wonder why you're the high bid. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. All right. So also on a mechanical plan, you can't really see it very clearly, but that's where you're going to show your new HVAC events, right? You're yep. going to show supplies, typically a rectangle with a single line with an arrow pointing away. Yes. Then you're going to draw a return, which is usually a rectangle with two lines diagonally, like a cross, with an arrow pointing in. Supply out, return in. It sounds like a no-brainer. Right. Too many drawing sets I've had with nothing on them. Yeah. You know, bath fans. Do yeah. you want a bath fan? Fine. Do you want a bath fan with a light? Uh-huh. So it depends on its location. I don't particularly like bath fans with lights. I like bath fans to be remote. Put them in the attic oh, yeah. and put one big 150 CFM fan in the attic yep. and connect it to two or three bathrooms. Yep. And, and you put it on a four-way. So anytime somebody goes in a bathroom and turns the fan on, it draws air from all three, gives you air changes without really causing a lot of issues, right? Right. Dr. Allison Bales is going to freak out when he says that because <laughs> i got to get makeup air from somewhere. Right. But it's still a good way because, you know, you might have two bathrooms in the house that you rarely use. So they're going to get stagnant, stale air. But by doing a remote fan with, you know, from three different openings, then you can actually change the air in each of those bathrooms. So that's just a whole other thing. Yep. I'm showing the location of the HVAC equipment, right? Over yep. there on the outside of the house, that's showing where my AC compressor is going. Right above my shoulder here. Yep. In the garage, there's a square that's drawn out. Right there, there you go, right there. That's showing where my air handler is going. It shows where the pad, the deck is built in the trusses so that the air handler is up there. And I have an access panel in the garage to get to that air handler. Which is right there. So, and that's all insulated, blah, 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 blah. Sure. At the bottom of that is my electrical riser diagram. That may be required for city. Not every town requires it, but that's showing my service coming in, my electrical mm -hmm. distribution. And then right next to Ron's shoulder, is my load calculations. How did I determine that 200 amp service is good for that house? I might need 300 amps. I may need 400 amps. That's what the load calculations do. Yep. Next to that, that tall one over your shoulder, that one right there, is the fixture schedule. My program happens to take all the symbols I draw on there. It will automatically tally them. Oh, really? So I don't have to do that mechanically. I can oh. literally click on a button. It will print that box, tell me how many ceiling fans, how many 220 outlets, how many mini uh, half hots. We call them half hots. Right. What do you call them in Chicago now? Split. Half it's hots. a split outlet. Split outlet. They call them half hots here. Uh-huh. So it, it's, a half hot is one side is, of an outlet is always hot. The other side is switched. And that's for your lamps next to your bed. So those are half hots. Right. Or, and a, it, or it's a switched outlet. It's a split outlet. You know, yeah, and but all that stuff is going to show there, and then also over my shoulder, whoop, other side, over by there, right there, over by there. That's my equipment list. That's going to tell me that I want a twenty-one sear. Oh, for right here, AC compressor. I want a particular train air handler. I want a particular dehumidifier. All my equipment list is there, so that when I send this out to three different HVAC contractors. I'm getting the same bid. <laughs> now, they can change brands. Sure. Right? It really doesn't matter. If I got Train, if I got... Uh, Goodman. Uh, yeah. It 
that doesn't matter to me. I just, they all have to be 21 or 22 sear. They all have to be either heat pump or standard compressor. I want apples to apples. Right. If it's not on there, it's not going to be in your bid. Correct. So that's why that is a separate page. Right. Exactly. All right. So one thing that comes up a lot, and you probably run into it too, is I don't think on that that I have a note saying that all lighting should be 3,000K. No, I never have I seen that. I, so our company standard is 3,000K. Okay. I personally do like 5,000, 6,000K. Mm. But it's because I, well, where I live, it's so bright outside all day long, I don't want to walk into dim. Huh. But when you live in an area that's cloudy or ca- overcast a lot, 5,000K is like walking into a spotlight. So oh, I totally get nasty. what you get used to. Nasty. Yeah. That's yeah. it. But it's, you know, it's funny. It's if you go to a paint st- <laughs> Yeah, but if you go to a paint store and you're looking at paint samples, right. that's all under five, 6,000 Kelvin light. So you buy a gallon of this paint, you go home, you throw it on your walls, and you only got 3,000 Kelvin light. That's right. the temperature of the light. Sure. You go, that paint looks terrible. Right. Or Completely 2, different lighting. 2,700, yep. we do a lot of. Yeah. So. All right. So I think we're good with the mechanical plan. Yes. And then next up, depending on the same size of your job, mm-hmm. you might need a, a roofing plan. Yeah. Look at that. Fancy. What's this dark area right here? Why is, so, that, why is that area special? So because that is, that's, that's the area I call Ed. Ed. This is the Ed room? Yeah. No, it's just special Ed. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we're going to get so many bad emails. Anyway, so on that roof plan, the reason why is this particular structure has what's called an unvented roof structure. Okay, that's what that note says in there that I can't read? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So the whole roof is unvented. Okay. Except for that area. That area is outside the building envelope. Okay. That is a covered porch. So under that, over that covered porch, you would vent that roof because there's no way to recirculate the air in that attic because that attic is separated from the main portion of the house. So that area is grayed out. We figure out the square footage of that attic, and then we put in what we need for soffit and roof venting, so which then, is, remember, the one per every 300 square feet and so on. Right. So, so then there's walls is, built in the attic to, to close this area off. That is Correct. Not but like the rest of the house is unvented roof structure so that my ductwork, the ductwork, the air handler, all that is still within conditioned space, which, as we know, keeps your cost down. Right, right. So, so a lot of older homes built like in the 70s and 80s, you go up in the attic and you can walk right out over the garage. That's all yeah. unfinished. Unconditioned space. Right. So you're relying on the R30 or whatever you happen to have. I mean, it used to be R19 in the ceiling, right? Yep. So you might have six inches of bad insulation. You might have a four <laughs> inches left of blown in. Right. So I know it's what, R48 now for you guys? No, 60. Oh, when did they go to 60? Uh, a couple years ago. No, yeah. 48, I thought. Yeah, no, wow. it's like five feet of blown in now. It's like, come on, really? Do <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's a hell of an air filter that thick. Yeah, it is. So by right, that's a whole another episode. By filling in the, you know, do so a couple layers of uh, closed cell foam first, and then blow over the top of it to get to the sixty. 
you know, that's, that's really the best way to do it now. So it's crazy. So how much storage do I have in my attic? Zero. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow. Yep. So that roof plan actually not only shows where you just saw the venting, if I had more roof vents, mushroom vents, whatever, they'd be up along the ridge, right. you know, they'd and I'd call out what I needed. But because this is an unvented roof structure, I don't need those, which I also don't need soffit venting, which is great. Right. But if you notice, you can't really see them clearly. Obviously, this is small. But it shows the pitch of the roof, like the angle, right? Your flow, your pitch is going away, down. Yep. Yep. Seems kind of obvious. Right. But it's also going to show the gutter lines. Where do I want gutters? Mm -hmm. See, all along the perimeter. Yep. And then you see at each of the corner, there's a little tiny circle with an arrow. Yep. That's my downspout. Okay. It's showing which way the water must flow. Okay. Because you know you cannot send water to your neighbor's yard. Sure so, you can. <laughs> not intentionally. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, no, you always point them towards the street. Or the backyard. And towards the backyard, yep. but never to point them. Now, when you install them, you can point them at your neighbor's house. Sure. But, you know, for sake of getting permit, must always draw them away from people's homes. Yes, correct. Yes. Because, honestly, grade's going to make the water go where the water wants to go. Right. That's exactly it. So. There yes. you go. All right. Um, I think let's call it right here, and we're going to we'll, uh, have, have you stay tuned for part three and, and the final episode of what should be on your blueprints. So until then, let's keep it square and level. Come <laughs> until on. Until next time. Until next time. Until keep next it square time. and level. That's right. Is that how we do it? Is it until, hey, wait. Just change it up. Uh, yep. Just, there you go. Maybe I'll get it right on the next one. All these key words is what it is. <laughs> we're, we're trained, Rich. It's, it's, You're right. It's hard. We're, we're... Are you kidding? He barely gets through the, the hit the subscribe button and click on the bell so that you get notified. <laughs> he gets those reversed all the time. <laughs>